0: Um, Channel 10. <laughs> we used to be like CNN Channel
1: 10, and we used to think the people would catch on. You no, But if you're not McQueen, right. if you don't got Time <laughs> Warner <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> what up, <son? laughs> like well, I didn't you know that. Do it, yo. yo, what up, man? On it's a different channel, son. What up? Hold on, man. What up? Watch the channel, son. Different plane now, man. It's all good. What up? All good, baby. In every we'll hood, bridge. son. What up? Yo, CNN. network. Channel 10, it's on again. Street niggas, that's grown men. Bow face, get in your face. Stay in place, yo. Crime lace, catch more beef than Scarface. CNN, network, Channel 10, it's on again. Street niggas, that's grown men. Bow face, get in your face. Stay in place, yo. Crime lace, catch more
0: beef than Scarface. Yo, yo. Welcome back once again it's the Channel Ten Podcast. It is I the Almighty ARR Tick in a Building and I'm alongside Single Superior. And man, can you believe that it's been a year?
2: I can't man, I can't. Not at all.
0: That's crazy. Like just the progression from uh recording over the phone, recording on Google Voice to uh upgrading little by little week after week getting guests stepping up the microphone game um, now we're doing end-to-end recording uh you can go to patreon.com slash channel 10 podcast you can order a t-shirt cafepresscom slash channel 10 podcast you can go to channel 10 podcast.com the website's looking crispy yeah man and, um, you know, it's been a lot of interesting moments throughout the past year. What are some of your highlights?
2: <laughs> um, I guess I, I would say the, uh, the first highlight, at least, would be uh, the first episode. And, you know, not for sentimental reasons, but just the fact that we just we couldn't get the shit to work. Oh and, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like at least 30 to 40% of the episode is is really just us, you know, trying to see if we can hear each other. So, yeah. <laughs> that was always interesting, but um um, you know, another one, I think one of our favorite one of my favorite episodes uh is the uh the, p- the pim juice in your mouth one.
0: I got to go back and listen to that. I barely even remember what we talked about. I just know that it got a lot of hits. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was um, you know, about it revolved around my story about you know traveling to my dorm and mall to get
0: um, oh yeah the, uh, yeah the
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, oh man yeah I think one of the craziest episodes for me was um when we recorded what was it the night after the riots.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And that was just a crazy day for me because, you know, my mother actually fell and hit her head. And so we went to the emergency room and you had different people coming in with various riot related injuries. (laughs) And, um, you know, that was just crazy. I think I told my story on there (laughs) so you can go back and listen. I think that might have been what episode five.
2: It was home. Oh, it was that. I thought we were in the tens by the time the riots came. But I guess not. Nah. We started in March.
0: Yeah, yeah, the riots were in April.
2: Damn. Damn, it's crazy. It's almost a year for that. Yeah. Kind of ironic kind of ironic that the podcast came around the same time the riots came.
0: Yeah, and it, it just always seems that something is popping off whenever we decide to sit down and uh, you know, record an episode with just us, like um, that time we sat down to record and, and Meek Mill was just going off randomly on Drake on Twitter. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, you know, for, yeah, for the listeners, you know, usually, you know, when we start, um, you know, be- before we press record and, you know, start recording, um, you know, an episode for a podcast, you know, we talk a little bit and at least 60% of the time, you know, while we're talking or whatever like that, I just, you know, uh, all the <laughs> AR will be on some shit like, Shit is crazy right now. <laughs> and then it'll be some crazy shit on Twitter or, you know, something that happened. And, you know, the music industry or something like that. And, you know, a lot of times that's where some of our conversations come from. Um,
0: yeah. And uh, so, speaking yeah. of that, you know, we were supposed to record this yesterday um, originally. And had we recorded yesterday, um, that was when it was announced um, that fife dog from a tribe called quest pass. So definitely rest in peace to him. Um, and you know, I wrote a little something on the website, channel 10 podcast.com. Um, you can go ahead and, uh, and, and, check that out. Um, just, you know, reflecting on my tribe called quest listening experiences and, you know, thinking about the time when, um, they had that reunion on, uh, rock the bells and I was, you know, privilege to be able to be, you know, kind of backstage, kind of on the stage while they were performing. Uh that was just a hip hop moment right there, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, actually um I took the time out to uh, listen to uh half of Midnight Marauders today when I woke up. And you know, like to me, I always liked, you know, Five Dogs, you know, writing like writing ability and you know, I really feel like um at least in the tribe era, I feel like uh, you know, five Dog's lyrics were stronger than, you know, anyone else's. Um I don't like the whole click and, you know, I'm not saying that because the man died, you know, I you know, I like me personally, I'm not like I'm not the biggest Tupac fan, I'm not the biggest Biggie fan. I don't go back and listen to that stuff all like that. But um I mean, you know, like Midnight marauders is like my favorite tribe album and I'm not the biggest tribe fan honestly, but Um, the my most favorite song from Midnight Marauders is a million stories. Mm. Um, you know, just like just the the lyricism, like I guess like the subtle lyricism, although it's like it's really straightforward but to the point, but it's just like how you just rolled on the beat, um, and it's flow.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing about Tribe to me is that they, you know, definitely cultivate a certain vibe and you know, just the vocal texture. You know, whenever you heard Fife it just kinda made you feel good. And um, you know, one of my favorite uh, Fife moments is um actually on the love movement. Um that song, um, Now You Caught My Heart for the Evening, um, that joint right there, um, that's a classic which is actually, you know, not in I don't know, you know, where people put the love movement. When it comes to Tribe albums, but you know that album was like that might have been like the first Tribe I really listened to, and you know certain songs just really stuck out, and that was one of them. And um, you know it's because of the way you know Fife kind of rode the beat on there. I mean, you're the
2: only person I've ever I've ever talked to who mentioned about Tribe, the Tribe, and you know who mentions like the Love Movement some people that i know who are like avid tribe fans um some of them they didn't even know that the love movement
0: exists (laughs) (laughs) um and you know one thing about tribe you know i'm not sure about the history and you know the breakup and how that album even really came about but um i do know that uh dilla had a big influence on that as well so rest in peace to dilla as well but um you know, I thought that was a dope move, uh, a, a dope uh, album, <laughs> dope movement. Yeah, I was about to say, dope movement. <laughs> it was a dope movement. Um, and another album too is uh, Beats, Rhymes, and Life, um, which is kind of slept on and I actually didn't know that album existed. And then, um, but you know, I always like this song Stressed Out, but then you know, going back and listen to it, you know, that that album was pretty solid too. I mean, it's a little bit darker, I feel than the rest of the tribe catalog, but, um, I definitely gravitated towards that album as well.
2: Yeah. Isn't that the, uh, is that yeah, the, that, that's the album where Q-Tip has like that one song about AIDS. I think if I'm correct,
0: um, it might've been cause, um, another thing that I had, um, yeah. Matter of fact, when I first started to try to get in the tribe, but listen to the anthology, so um it was kind of like all the songs all mixed up from different albums and stuff like that and you know anybody who needs an introduction to tribe i definitely recommend you check out the anthology because it has you know of course that bigger more well-known songs like check the rhyme and award tour and electric relaxation hot Um, sex hot sex um but it does have you know some of the 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 album cuts as well. So definitely check that out.
2: Man, like I find, I find that, uh, the way that, well, it wasn't really, it was, flip, it was flipped the same way. I, I would, I would love to know, um, if whoever made that beat for Method Man, um, off of his, you know, his classic to count zero album. um, <laughs> You know, if if uh, the tribe was um an influence that like, like that one song if that was influenced by the tribe song. Uh,
0: it it probably most definitely was. Um you know, it's always interesting when you when you have those types of situations. Like um I remember the introduction to uh Rough Riders Volume One, um that was actually if not the same sample. Or, you know, if not the same beat, at least it was the same sample flipped exactly the same as an um, EPM- EPMD joint. Or maybe it was the whole Def Squad on there. Um, so I do think that, you know, a lot of times rappers do pay homage, um, you know, to the older generation by doing that.
2: Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't. Know. I, I guess like the way this conversation is going so far, you know, like we're admitting that you know we don't exactly know certain parts, and you know we're trying to remember certain shit. I guess it goes to show that, uh, and even like without um, all of our episodes, is you know somehow, some way, at least not lately, but you know somehow, some way we get we get into a Wu Tang conversation, and so I feel like we are, we are much more, uh, you know, we're more Wu Tang connoisseurs compared to uh, you know the tribes and. I guess the uh, um day Lies I, yeah, the yeah the day Lies yeah, I was I was thinking about uh, butterflies group. Um, I
0: can't uh, oh, think of the name. um, Stiggle Planets.
2: Yeah, damn. See, so yeah, are we are we uh, not not going good today. Yeah, but you know, tell us if we want to know about Harlem Six, we could probably tell you tell you a story <laughs> about them.
0: But A <laughs> well, um, and <A&R>. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, um, I definitely have my tribe go-to records and um i used to you know when i used to make my playlist for driving um used to be a couple tracks off of um i had like a nighttime mix and it would be a lot of tribe on there especially that midnight joint from midnight marauders and then the oh my god joint um which or i guess it's called god shines through which was like the last song on there um and then, you know, when I think of Tribe, I also think of Little Brother. Um, and I think of all of the influences that Tribe had. And, you know, without Tribe, you wouldn't have had Little Brother who, you know, were kind of like the first Internet darlings. Um, you know, popping off from OK Player and then, you know. Um, contrasting with the harder styles of like the Wu-Tangs and the Mob Deeps at the time, which, of course, you know, Q-Tip played a role in. A lot of things like mob deep, but um, you know, it opened the door, you know, they say Kanye opened the door for all these other people, but Tribe opened the door for them. You know, your Kanyes, your Lupe's, even up to your uh Kendrick's, you know. So, um the DNA from Tribe, you know, Q tip and Fife and Jarobi and Ali and Jay Dilla and even Consequence, you know, the DNA is strong throughout hip hop, throughout the generations.
2: I mean, yeah, it is, and, you know, I always get confused between, you know, interchanging all these different parts to, to like, to tribe, I mean, like, it was literally a tribe, people just came in, different kinship networks and shit, then you had, you know, then you have, uh, god damn, I'm not doing well today, um, you know, the, the large collective I can't think of right now.
0: Oh, the Native Tongues.
2: Yeah, Native Tongues, and, you know, and Q-Tip was on everyone's album, man, like,
0: yeah i mean q-tip he jungle brothers did a lot and um actually um you know i've been meaning to go back and listen to some more jungle brothers because they had this one song that i really like um actually heard it on pandora one time and it's just been in my head ever since
2: (laughs) was it on the run by any chance do you know
0: I'm not sure what album it was on. Um, I think it was probably a little bit more recent, but it was like, ah, um, I got so much funky shit inside my brain. I'm
2: pretty. I'm, I want to say that's on the first album.
0: Oh, uh, I mean, it's it's crazy because it sounds it sounds new. Like it sounds like a like a like a old school sounding new joint. Mm-hmm. So you know, I guess that goes to them being kind of ahead of their time.
2: I mean, they were, and, you know, I mean, like, even, like, the, I mean, like, you know, like, their, um, Our House You Joint. Oh, yeah. I, was, I mean, I love that song. I mean, it was pretty, I guess it is kind of dated, but.
0: I mean, you know, that's, you know, the fusion of hip-hop and house, and, you know, that, you know, you know, that song definitely is a Baltimore staple.
2: <laughs> and now you, you have, now you have, uh. You know, I never really heard it played on 92Q like that.
0: I mean, I've heard it, you know, out and, you know, people mixing it and stuff like that. And I think there's like a million different remixes of it.
2: And we need to get one of these Baltimore DJs on here, man, like to really provide the landscape of shit nowadays.
0: Oh, like one of the newer ones?
2: I mean, yeah, one of the newer ones, even like the older ones that are like, you know, that that are still around that, you know, that can remember that time. But, you know, at the same time, you know, like what are Baltimoreans like listening to in the clubs like right now? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, definitely Uh, shout out to DJ boo, man. That was definitely a highlight. Um, having him on the show, um, he, he broke down how club music started and, you know, we learned a lot about the parallels between, you know, the beginnings of Baltimore club music and hip hop and how, you know, the way that they started, you know, from the, from the party scene, um, was very similar and, you know, kind of happened at the same time. And, you know, they had certain things, you know, um, you know, some of the same breaks and samples and stuff like that, but it might be a little bit more sped up or chopped up for the club music. And that was, that, that was really interesting.
2: Uh, I mean, yeah. And that, I mean, that, and, you know, I guess to get a little nerdy, you know, even, you know, that, that uh, elusive be more club kick, and where that came from
0: yeah yeah anybody um searching for baltimore club uh drum samples you know you definitely come across that and that uh that that kick three
2: i mean well all right well I, i've seen kick three and then i've seen be more club kick
0: yeah i think um one of those is like the 808 type joint i think that's mm-hmm. the be more I gotta look at my uh, my kit again.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, well, I, I have like I have a Baltimore club kit that I have like available on media on MediaFire, and it has like I don't know how many downloads it's at right now. But last time I checked, it was at like over a thousand.
0: So we gotta get some money off that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit! I, I just downloaded it from someone else. I didn't make it.
0: Hey, um, man. <laughs> it's a demand.
2: That's that's very true. I mean, yeah, man, like. But, uh, but yeah, like, I'm, I think that was the most fascinating thing. I, I, I think that from the, that, that episode, because, you know, honestly, you know, I am not I'm not the biggest, biggest fan of club music. I'm more electro. But at the same time, learning about the intricacies between like the like the particular kicks that people use and like the the different forms and how Boo Man explains, you know, how these how the Be More Club form has kind of changed over time with different eras and like and really like mapping that out for us. Yeah. It's really interesting.
0: Yeah, so you know, shout out to uh DJ Boo Man. Definitely check him out. Just just Google him, you'll find him. Um and, you know, for the listeners who may not know, he brought you watch out for the big girl so you need to know right there yeah. <laughs> he's official
2: yeah and, and uh, um, you, you know maybe one day we, we can get black star um on here but we'll see
0: yeah yeah we'll see but um yeah we, we we've managed in our first year um you know our little ragtag uh, organization uh, we've been able to, to secure some pretty official people um shout out to Al Shipley our first guest. Um, you know, we definitely have history, um, in the Baltimore hip hop community and the music scene with Al he took the time to speak to us. Um, you know, now he's on bigger platforms writing for Rolling Stone and things like that. Um, but, um, it was, it was great talking to him about everything. Um, man, we've had, um, just, just a variety of interesting conversations and I, you know, definitely go to channel10podcast.com and check them out, you know. Um, And on SoundCloud, I made a Baltimore playlist of all of our our Baltimore guests giving different perspectives on the city. So we have um, Al Shipley. We have um, DJ Boo Man. Uh, We have uh, up and coming artists like Brace Saga. Uh, We have um, Born King, Killer Fifth. Um, you know, really detailing, you know, some of the, the early days in Baltimore hip hop and his experiences there. And, uh, we also have, uh, DeRay McKesson, who's, you know, the Black Lives Matter activist who's running for mayor now. Um, you know, who's, you know, all over the media, all over the world.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, also that, uh, that playlist runs like around what, nine hours, maybe I think. Yeah. Yeah, nine nine hours of Baltimore oral history.
0: Yeah, there you go. Um and you know, that's definitely gonna to contribute to um, you know, we were talking offline about the side project, but I think um in the in the coming weeks, just just look for something soon. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna present the uh, oral history of Baltimore um in a very special way for the people presented by Channel Ten Podcasts.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, also uh, you know, shout shout out to uh to uh to Davy Sutton.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Um you know, I'm still inspired from that interview. Um and you know, I definitely plan on uh making that that uh travel leap sooner rather than later. Um she basically detailed how to do it. Um, you know, she's um a travel journalist now. Um, but she's also had a long, uh, career as a sports journalist. She's won two Emmy awards. Um, she's just a fascinating person. Um, so definitely, you know, check her out as well. Shout out to Davy Sutton.
2: Yeah. And her, and, um, her documentary, um, and, you know, also, you know, the, uh, you know, one of, uh, one of the guests who actually reached out to us, yeah. um, in the early stages. So,
0: yeah, and we definitely appreciate it. Um, you know, very candid interview. Um So you know, we encourage you to go and check that out. I guarantee you will be entertained, educated, and everything in between.
2: Yeah, I mean, man, like we've. I like, go. Oh, I mean, what 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 number of episode are we on right now?
0: I believe this is forty-five, and you know what we we have one or two. um with just us, you know, together talking that we haven't even, uh, dropped yet. Um, but I think this is 45, um, you know, by the time this comes out, uh, the interview with Sean Sotero will be out. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, he, he hosts one of the, um, the, you know, most well-known hip hop podcasts out there, the Cypher. Um, and he, you know has an extremely interesting history throughout rock music and, you know, playing in bands and touring to rap genius and to, um, you know, now he writes for Forbes magazine. He has input in the cash Kings list and, you know, he has a variety of interesting interviews and the way that he does his is, you know, um, you know, it's just fantastic. Um, so we definitely appreciate having him on as well. Dropping gems.
2: <laughs> right, right, yeah.
0: Yeah, man. Um And um, you know what, we can't forget, it. of course, Mateo.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Peace to Mateo. <laughs> um you know, it's just crazy how that came about. Um, if you want to tell that story.
2: Oh yeah. Um so if anyone remembers whenever you know Artic uh, talks about you know his uh, his his little brother phase I was you know I always kind of combat that and say I was doing I was in my busy bone phase and so till this day since busy bone is kind of all over the place you know I have a Google alert on anything busy bone um so I can know you know what's going on and uh you know usually I get YouTube videos or whatever like that Um, but this one time I received something about a post on medium.com on, um, you know, busy bone, his background and stuff like that. And it was, it was by Mateo. And, you know, I was reading through it really interesting, really in depth. Um, and then toward the end, you know, I see that it's a part of a larger piece. Um, on Bone Thugs and Harmony, you know this info in so many words, oral history on Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh, so I click on that, and I just see that you know Machetes and Rum. Um, that's the title of the book, and it's just really in depth from different angles. You know, from you know from then into now, and you know I just really felt as though we should have him on to really talk about you know Bone Thugs and Harmony, but at least most importantly for me about Busy Bone. It's not it's not every day you know you get to to someone who knows about busy bones underground albums and stuff like that so i mean that's how we, that's how we got to know mateo um he was really really um uh, impressed that you know we reached out to him um about, regarding his book and stuff like that so you know he's been you know supporting us ever since then we've been supporting him ever since then so just you know shouts out to mateo
0: yeah and he's he's definitely on his come up um you know check out his profile series at medium dot com slash Mateo Urella. That's U-R-E-L-L-A, I believe. And um, you know, since the podcast, he's been um, you know, he's written for Sports Illustrated. Uh, you know, he's big into MMA, so um he's done a lot in that realm as well. Uh so definitely shout out to to Mateo. Um he's definitely doing his thing and supporting um and you know he connected us with some great people like uh g and black nificent that was a great interview
2: <laughs> i mean yeah man the his the history of new orleans hip-hop whole scene and stuff like that
0: yeah that was just i mean that was just really fascinating um and you know definitely you know those are some good dudes and they're making some great music with that don't shoot the messenger project and um You know, we also got to speak to Cole James Cash um, and he's he's super interesting. Like um, and he he just he's a producer who does more than just make a beat tape. You know, he has a whole concept behind it. Um, And it's crazy because his concepts range from, um, you know, saigon you know vietnam war and all the (laughs) way up to bbw the pornographic opera to um you know a letter to my son which he recently released and you can check out on uh itunes spotify you know um and his band camp wherever you get your music from and uh his his uh street champion album which is um you know based on street fighter and He's been able to get some pretty high profile um, guests on there as well who actually rap as characters from Street Fighter, which is pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, 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 it's a pretty interesting album, I must say.
0: Yeah. So, you know, shout out to Cole James in the building
2: yeah and you know and and you know even from cole james we're going to have a lot of um you know, different artists that he's affiliated with that will you know be on the podcast soon hopefully
0: yeah um you know he definitely illuminated us to you know various hip-hop scenes that we didn't even know existed um that are you know out here in various regional pockets and flourishing um and speaking of that we also had Joker the Bell Bondsman from Anchorage, Alaska, and he's just an interesting dude as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean business savvy and all, man.
0: I mean, just the way he just from Anchorage, Alaska, was able to bogart his way onto BT rotation for BT Uncut. Uh for one of the most iconic BT uncut videos money in a Ziploc bag with Busybone himself.
2: <laughs> yeah man, just, you know got me got me one step closer man, one day. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to get busy on the um on the podcast. But yeah, Joker, um you know, I had no idea all that was going on in Alaska of all places. You know it just it's just a testament to hip hop's um you know influence even pre-internet um that you know you know there's all these pockets all this music you know all these scenes that are out here um that you know people don't really know about
2: i mean yeah and you know um y- you know one thing that you know we did learn from joker is just like you know just really just really, you know, sticking your neck out there and just really, you know, trying to make yourself known and just, you know, just reaching out to people, which is, um, you know, something that we have, um, you know, that we've learned pretty fast. I would like to say, you know, with this podcast, when it comes to reaching out to, to certain guests, even DeRay and, you know, getting actually getting getting a response, yeah, um, which is very surprising. And, you know, just hearing about how he got on, you know, BET, how he got on MTV, how he talked. I, I want to. I, I may get this wrong, but in one of the, either MTV or BET to come to Alaska to really see the hip hop scene there, um, you know stuff like that, and you know just really just connecting with people. Um, which is I mean, which is a lot of you know, which is um, I would say one of the main things that you really get um, out of out of a, a lot of the hip hop podcasts um that are out there right now, and um, you know, Joker is really a testament to that. Um, you know, I can hit him up right now, and you know just talk to him um he's yeah. Re- yeah he's really good on reaching out to other people and you know he has reached out to us i'm um, following the interview and everything like that so um shouts out to him
0: yeah definitely shout out to joker the bell bondsman out here doing this thing um it's been it's been a crazy ride uh we definitely can't forget gemstones as well
2: yeah yeah very interesting episode <laughs> <laughs>
0: very interesting um but we did get some gems from gemstones um you know he was uh formerly affiliated with lupe fiasco's first and 15th label and um you know we learned a lot about chicago and you know even you know the influence of the house music scene there and then the hip-hop scene there and you know you know what it was like coming up in music with lupe fiasco who ended up you know, becoming one of the big stars and, you know, his journey, um, uh, Gemstones own journey through music and, you know, the things that he's doing now. And, you know, um, you know, the interview did take a turn towards the end. we kind of cut that part out um, and, you know, kept the good part. (laughs) Um, But, um, you know, we appreciated having him on. Um, Definitely. Uh, Shout out to uh, Gemstones and check out his uh, elephant in the room project and uh, all his projects that are out there at this time. Yeah.
2: Um, and of course, you know, the, the testimony of Jim stones, man, like I still go back and listen. I mean, I listen to all of his mixtapes pretty much, you know, till this day, just, but t- the testimony, man, like just that, that rawness, you know, just that emotion and everything like that. But, um, you know, uh, I would say you know our our first big like big catch at least um you know has to be Schooly D. Oh yeah, I can't
0: forget. Uh, I yeah. think we have the best Schooly D interview that anyone has ever done.
2: Yeah, probably, yeah. I've been looking around too. I I believe so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
2: I mean, yeah, man.
0: I mean, he he just laid it all out. Gave us the history. Gave us the climate in Philly. Um just things that were going on like with the what was it the move bombing and oh yeah man he talked about the influence of how different drugs affected different music and you know you know whenever he um you know comes back around we definitely got to have him back on for part two because that was that that was an amazing interview right there um you know, I think I think that is something for the hip hop archives. Whoever is putting that together, or I think I think the official hip hop archives are at Cornell University for some reason. But um, they need to <laughs> holler at us because you know we got that work.
2: Yeah. Um. And you know, I you know for me personally, you know, getting getting the opportunity to talk to Spooly D on my birthday was pretty dope. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then, and then from uh, Schoolie D, um, we we got to meet Chill Moody, um, who's actually oh, the, yeah. the uh, musical ambassador of uh, Philadelphia, and actually, um, he actually killed it out at South by Southwest recently, and you on know, Swear in the Morning. Um, but you know, we talked to him around the time when he was on. Uh, I think he had just been on Real Late with Rosenberg and. Um, you know, he's just an interesting guy, man. Like, he has so much stuff going on. And, um, you know, he had the project TV made me do it with Westmanchild, Manchild, the super producer extraordinaire. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. you know, uh, who recently got a shout out from Damian Lemon on the It's the Real podcast.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, matter of fact, I gotta listen to that. Um, um, I gotta listen to that episode because I'm a big Damian Lemon fan.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: But, um, yeah definitely shout out to chill moody Westman child the whole philadelphia um you know philly i guess just on a tangent you know philly (laughs) philly is one of my favorite cities to go to man they always show love you know no pun intended the city of brotherly love but um you know um i don't know if if it's the beard but you know when i go out to philly man i'm sure these they be on me
2: I mean, well, I mean, you know, I guess between the beard and, you know, it, it, it is similar to Baltimore, at least, you know, the, uh, the structure of it.
0: Yeah, the structure, the architecture, built. the dirt bikes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, like another thing about Chill Moody is the, the way he moves in between. Um, well, I guess how he melds politics and government. Into what he does, yeah, you know, becoming the music ambassador and stuff like that. You know, having meetings with city council members and meeting the, with the mayor, I believe. Yeah, I get all all this shit off of music, man. And you know, he's a he's an educated dude, and he just he found a way to make it work, and even you know even getting endorsements.
0: I mean, he has his own line of water out. Come on,
2: yeah, it's right. I mean, shit, shit is crazy.
0: <laughs> like, psh, man, he. W- and, um, I, I saw something recently, like, I think some car company just gave him a car.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me about that.
0: Yeah. Man, shout out to Joe Moody, man. He knows what he's doing out here.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, his degree is in, I believe, in business management or some, something about business, I believe. Yeah. am yeah, so, yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, shit, man. I mean, also, um transitioning you know egyptian lover which is you know at this point our most popular interview
0: yeah i mean i mean he's an international star um and you know we definitely appreciated having him on um you know in between his busy touring schedule and he dropped some gems just uh, about, you know, the early, 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 early West Coast music in between electro and hip hop and electro hop and Uncle Jam's Army and how it all went down. And the first rappers out there from, you know, like Ice-T to N.W.A. and, you know, everybody out there, um, you know, it's quite illuminating. And, um, you know, he's um, he's big on that big on that uh that uh 808
2: <laughs> yeah most definitely um and, you know me being a um you know a pretty a pretty big uh uh you know egyptian lover fan was pretty dope you know even you know just having him reach out and you know give us his number and stuff like that yeah um I mean, so yeah. I mean, you know, for the most part, I will say that you know, this this is it's been a really, really fun ride. Just getting to you know, getting behind the scenes of a lot of you know, um, you know, our favorite albums. Getting to you know, like the just like the the really, really, you know, behind the scenes shit about the drum machines and different wirings of it and shit like that or whatever else the mixing. You know from Schoolie D, and you know where he recorded, where he recorded in, in a classical music studio and shit like that.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, we can't forget um True James.
2: Yeah, yeah, True James. I mean, that's how you guys struck up a conversation, pretty much, about mixing.
0: Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty interesting. He's a very knowledgeable dude. Um, you know, we met him um after a RZA show at the 9:30 Club in DC and um you know kept in contact since then and you know he's very very knowledgeable on you know just music in general he's a multi instrument uh i can't say that word right now instrumentalists instrumentalists thank you yeah <laughs> um, and he he definitely um knows his stuff, and it was really interesting hearing his experiences with um earth wind and fire um you know he started off you know going on tour with them and um I mean that was just you know he just told some amazing stories that you definitely have to uh have to check out so, yeah, it's just. It's just been a it's it you know, it's been quite a ride, man.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we, I think that's, I mean, it's pretty much. I mean, you know, and I think you know, we we will have you know a lot of these people back on again. You know, we we still waiting around for that second school D interview. And, um,
0: and then you like, know, you know, um, um, even some of the uh, lesser known people. I know, um, I mentioned Brace Saga, but you know, just talking to somebody coming up. Um, And, you know, reflecting on similar experiences and, you know, the Baltimore music scene, um, you know, just talking about that, that rat race that we all went through, um, the five season circuit and everything like that. And, uh, you know, graduating from that to, you know, taking the music out of state. Um, you know that was always my goal coming up, and I was able to do it. And you know, Brace is doing it now down in uh, Florida and, and uh, Atlanta. Um, but you know, just hearing the perspective of 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 somebody who's been, you know, been around here and you know knows the mentality, <laughs> um, about you know trying to make it out of Baltimore with music, and you know about how. You know, a lot of times it seems like people don't don't think outside the box and uh, try different things, you know, like, you know, we're doing a podcast, but we also rap and do music and stuff. You know, Brace does the video stuff and, you know, you can't be um, you can't you have to be multifaceted with your talents and try to develop your talents in different ways and keep elevating, which is what we continue to do strive to do and bring you this content
2: yeah 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 um one, yeah man
0: one year in
2: yeah just one year so i mean who knows what uh you know this year will bring i mean well so far it's brought some some pretty damn good people i would say between you know Deray and sean sataro stuff like that yeah um you know getting on other people's radar um i guess in a more positive way compared to you know previous times yeah um yeah so i mean it's 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 all good man you know um podcast community is pretty you know pretty friendly
0: <laughs> yeah it seems like it you know the uh greater podcast community at least
2: yeah at least <laughs>
0: you know but um but yeah, um, I don't know. I just I just hope that we are able to continue to grow and expand, and I hope that um, you guys go to Patreon.com slash Channel Ten Podcast and pledge a dollar or more an episode, uh, so that it can contribute to these hosting costs. <laughs> and uh, you I mean, know, yeah. like us on Facebook, share, tell a friend to, to mm, tell a friend, to tell a friend. And uh, you know, keep the movement going. You know, and trust me, we're gonna we're gonna definitely deliver you some things that nobody else is delivering out right now. And I can promise you that.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and you know, uh, you know, and you know. Also, shouts out to uh, you know the the uh, the listeners out there who have been you know pretty much here since you know since day one. You know, I remember when first you know four or five episodes you know like the first we'd be like five viewers and it's steadily gone up <laughs> since then or whatever like that and you know the people you know we had so the people who did start you know listening probably around like the riots they've been around ever since
0: yeah and uh you know, shout out to everybody in germany you know, people in germany seem to really be listening to our podcast um oh so shout out to y'all um, shout out to all my international folk out there. Um, and, you know, don't forget, you know, hit us up, you know, channel 10 podcast at com. You can comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, you know, rate us on Stitcher and you can even leave a comment on the website. You know, we do have comments um, under each each post at channel 10 podcast dot com. Um, you know, let us know what you think about um you know the things that we talk about and the people that we have on um so that's pretty much my spiel with it
2: i mean yeah ditto
0: but um i don't know man um shit what's up with you <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey i guess it is kind of kind of kind of uh it's not. It's kind of weird to have only a forty-minute podcast. I mean, shit, man. What is going on, man? A lot of a lot of things in my my personal life. You know, as as always, you know, being a black man.
0: Yeah, black man in Oklahoma.
2: Yeah, you know, I realized that. I don't know. I guess we really haven't had any, like you know, any any race stories.
0: Um, like that. I'm trying to think. It's been it's been pretty quiet uh, racially. Um, personally, for me that I can think of right now at the present moment, I mean, I do get people asking me am I Muslim. Um, and then you know there's this whole thing with the uh, terrorist attacks and ISIS and all that, so that makes me a little bit worried because I'm not trying to be associated with those folks, and you know how people think sometimes. Yeah.
2: Uh, and you're in a major city and you work, and you work five days a week in a major area of the city. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I take the public transportation, which, you know, tends to be, especially <clears> subways <throat> tend to be, um, you know, terror targets, Um, and you know, thankfully there haven't been any type of incidences like that. But, you know, the craziest thing happened yesterday, like somebody got hit by a train and was trapped under the train when I was trying to get home from work. And, um, you know, from what I hear, they rescued the person and he's in shock, trauma, you know, hopefully recovering. Um, You know, I heard that he jumped and then I heard that he was, you know, um, nodding off, Um, you know, of course, drugs are, especially heroin, um, in case you haven't heard it's an epidemic
2: <laughs>
0: um, yeah, and you know some of the places that I travel on a day to day basis so there's a, a lot of that around so oh man just, yeah. this is crazy,
2: yeah, I mean well, I guess um you know, I guess the I guess the Baltimore aspect at least on my part um this past week has been, has, you know, has, uh, revolved around taxes,
1: mm.
2: you know, I, you know, I still claim, you know, my residence, my residency in Maryland and stuff like that, which may change, you know, because, you know, they, they take a lot of money, especially, you know, since Baltimore city is an independent city, uh-huh. um, you know, they can do whatever the fuck they want. You know, they have these crazy local taxes that I've been paying for the past two years. So...
0: And actually, um, um, you know, I just learned that, that, um, Baltimore, the form of government is a strong mayor government and it's only one other city in the country. Um, it's in Texas and I forget which city it is, but only one other city in the country, um, where the mayor has as much power as the Baltimore mayor.
2: Mm Hmm. Well, see, and this is why you have over 10 people running for mayor. Because they want that, <laughs> they want that power.
0: Over twenty people running for mayor. Oh, twenty people. Uh, I think it's like twenty-seven.
2: Oh shit. Well, I don't know, man. You know, like I'm just trying to figure out where this money is going. You know, from these local these local taxes. Um, I mean, that's just me. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm overthinking things, but you know, um. At the same time, I did make a joke because, you know, did this go around? I didn't, I didn't do my taxes myself. And so, uh, the person was te- was uh, telling me about the local taxes in Baltimore. Like she's never seen anything like it. She's never done taxes from a Baltimore, like a Baltimorean, mm-hmm. I guess from a Baltimore perspective. And I said a rather, I guess, harsh joke. Um, you know, I did. I mean, I think, I think a lot of this is related though. Um, you know, I said, You know, and they wonder why why people, you know, ride
0: it. Yeah, I mean, I think um, all these things are factors, you know. Um, And that's one of them. Because with the high taxes, with nothing, with no real visible benefit to it. And then, you know, you're taking money from people who don't have much to begin with. and and not seeing a return for it is gonna create a frustration and you know when you get a group of frustrated people and put them in a frustrating situation um you know it's it's likely to combust um so yeah
2: <laughs> I mean yeah man I mean shit uh you know I've I didn't even make 30 I didn't even make thirty thousand last year man and just create like the craziness of like, you know, just different states taking money out of my pocket, man. I mean, it's crazy. I
0: mean, you're a national dude, man. You're not, you, you're not a local dude anymore. So, you know, but that comes great responsibilities and a lot of taxes.
2: Yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> I'm learning now that that should probably be the, uh, the title. Oh, I guess like the subtitle
0: yeah
2: <laughs> a lot of taxes.
0: a lot of taxes, which I need to do mine I, I I had my W2s and then I lost them and then I found them again and I'm not exactly sure what I did with them but ah, I gotta get on that
2: yeah man i I learned a lesson man you gotta update your w4 man i'll be to update your w4s if you do two jobs you know just based on if you're moving around if you're doing certain things that's what i need to do
0: yeah man um it just seems like this yesterday the only care we had was 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 getting a new mortal kombat
2: yeah, I feel the shit. I feel the same way, man. With now somebody to... else's money, <laughs> exactly. And, and trying to figure out a way to get that shit.
0: Now you can just download it on your phone. Yeah, man. And walk like, around yeah. with it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly, man. I was playing Road Rash some weeks ago.
0: It's crazy, crazy. Yeah. But um, yeah. I think um, you know, I want to thank everybody for listening for um you know checking us out for supporting um we definitely have a lot coming in the future so stay tuned to channel 10 channel10podcast.com All right Peace.
1: Peace. feeling is here feel it man Whoa, what up, son you got to just do it CNN. yo man yo hold up man some different again. channels son. What up? Hold on, man hold up watch the channel son Different plane now, man. It's all good. What up? All good, baby. In every Williams hood, bridge. son. What up? Y- CNN Network Channel 10. Network it's on again. Network Street niggas, they grown sense. men. Man, Bull face, get, get in your face. Stay in place, yo. Crime lace, catch more beef than Scarface. CNN Network Channel 10. It's on again. Street is niggas, they grown list. men. Boldface, face, get, get in your face. face. Stay in place, yo. Crime lace, catch more beef than Scarface.